Everyone's favorite song is Ice Age. It's a great song. How dare you? Anyway, Dan, go. Hello and welcome to Hey, I Love That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. And I'm Helena. I'm Poppy. And for this episode, we watched Matilda. I know all the words yeah. to this song. What's everyone's yeah. nostalgia for this? Because uh, oh, as I was watching heavy. it, I realised how much I watched this as a kid. Like, I watched oh, this film. I oh, loved this, this film. film as a kid. I watched this film so often when I was a child. Younger than... I could not say Matilda when I first got into watching this film. I called yeah. her Tanilda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely watched this a lot as a kid. I think we had it on video because I can't imagine how else I would have watched it a lot. But, oh, it's magical. It's wonderful. I loved everything about it. I'm very happy to say it it still held up for me. This film will hold up forever. It still has, like, it had that impact. And I've never had this happen with any other film where, like, as soon as it started and as soon as I was like that, the first scene and that music started... And it just like all of that, you know, when you have so much nostalgia at once, you just like, ah. Yeah, you know, it it's makes like me, I mean, it's so, feeling. I can't be sad watching this film. Yeah. Until the like, end, oh. and then I cry a lot. Yeah. First time that's ever like hit me like a truck. <laughs> the nostalgia for this. It's such the a opening cute film. Nar- the opening narration, I will say, everyone is born, but not everyone is born the same. I don't want to yeah. be reminded of classism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, want to be reminded people, that I'm poor. <laughs> some people are born with magic powers. Yeah. Yeah. And some people uh, are born as Danny DeVito. <laughs> I was Danny a lot. I, it took me. Rhea Perlman were fucking great in this. Amazing. But Danny DeVito is just a delight in everything he's in. Yeah. To be honest, and incredible. I love Rhea Perlman. They are incredible at playing terrible people. I didn't realize they're a couple. I didn't realize they're married. I didn't know that. Oh, that makes this film yeah. even nicer. Exactly. I was I was definitely oh, in oh, my teens he... when I found out that it was Danny DeVito doing the narration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, he I was yeah, yeah, I was way too old to when I learned that Danny DeVito fucking directed it. Yeah. Hey Helena, if you thought that was sad, I have an incredibly sad piece of trivia, but I can save it for Is later this... unless you want to cry yeah. now. I feel like we all I'm ready. know. Yeah. This. So during the filming of this, Mara Wilson, who played Matilda, her mum died of cancer. Yeah, I, I knew and about that, yeah. Yeah, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman, like, sort of took her in, like, looked after her while they were making the film. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's even more incredible than that. So she didn't, her mum didn't pass away of cancer, like, during filming. I think she passed away just after they finished filming, but before it was released. Yeah. Oh, right. So Danny DeVito was taking Mara Wilson in. Whenever her, her mom had to go into hospital, yeah, she was taking. And then afterwards, he kind of took her and like made sure she was safe in Hollywood. Yeah. I believe he also got her sort of like an advanced screening of everything they'd done so far yeah. as well yeah. before she passed. He had it like rushed to be edited. He had it edited quickly, um, so her mom could watch it in yeah. hospital. Uh, I, I remember watching a, an interview with Mara Wilson as an adult talking about how much he was like a. They were a surrogate family to her. Yeah. During all her mum's like cancer battle and everything, yeah, it was really touching. Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman are the sweetest people who play terrible really well. 
Oh, they play does. So yeah. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're small. I'm yeah. right, you're wrong. So My I feel like we... bit about that line is the fact that um, when Trunchbull says it later on, it implies that she taught him. Does it? Does it? I guess so, because she says just... the exact same line to Matilda. I thought yeah. it was just a reprise. I always took it as sort of like Matilda sort of conflating the two characters in her mind and being like, ah... I can fuck with her the way I fucked with my dad. Possibly. Yeah. I sort of took it as maybe, like, maybe she doesn't remember, but Trenchable taught him when he was a bit younger. I don't um, think the ages like would that. work. Yeah, no, no I don't think the ages would work. I don't think, okay. like, Roldol is does that a lot. I think Roldol yeah. did that a lot, where he'd have, like, a character at the beginning say something, and then a different character would say the exact same thing later. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of connects yeah. the two characters. They established the the casual child neglect from, right from the beginning when Matilda mm -hmm. is just in her car seat, fresh out of the hospital, <laughs> and she's just not strapped in. Being oh, well, <laughs> first of all, they leave her at the hospital yeah. doors, yeah. and then remember it. Then yeah, just put her in the boot in the car seat, and she's sliding around. Yeah, because they can't afford. They don't want to pay to keep her in the hospital. Yeah, where she needs to be. There's then the narration where they say the Wormwoods lived in a very nice house and it pans to the ugliest 70s looking bungalow <laughs> you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the I love the house. It's so garish. It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. But yeah, no, this film is just child abuse, the movie, uh, where one of the kids is magic. Yeah, it's like less horrific Carrie. Uh, well, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about Carrie in this because fuck is Miss Trunchbull lucky she it wasn't Carrie in the, <laughs> Like, oh. There's a quote right at the beginning where um, Zinnia Wormwood says, babies, you're better off raising tomatoes. And that's going to be my go-to now when people ask me why I don't have kids yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds good. Um, I feel like we don't need to explain the plot. No, this, what, um, because what? everyone should fucking know. If you it. haven't watched Matilda, click off this oh, podcast and go watch it right now. Yeah, yeah, it's one to watch for yeah, sure. Like you won't be disappointed. It. It's charming. Yeah, it's just about a little girl who was neglected by her parents, who grows up to go to the library when she's like four. I really and liked all the. No one in the library four. calls the police. They, it was no. a different this time, was, I guess. It was a different time. It was a different yeah. time. When she's when when it's all the scenes of her when she's really young. I like yeah. how everything's shot from such a low angle, so everything looks yeah. so big. It's really it's cool. Beautiful. Yeah. No, I love young Matilda as well. She's absolutely adorable. The little actress that plays. Because I'd sort of forgotten that it was two actress actresses actors, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, Matilda looks really younger than I remember." But I guess that means I'm just old now. <laughs> I nice just wanted a cute, cute little story. Uh, well, sort of cute. So I've struggled with my mental health a lot over the years. And one thing I would do sometimes if I was having a good day after a string of bad days is I would put on the Rusted Root song and make myself pancakes Aww. and pretend there was Matilda having a good day. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, as a child who didn't really have that many friends as a kid and used books sort of as a replacement, this movie really hit for me. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was a very much a book nerd as well. So I think the, the idea that I could get maybe special powers and be really smart from reading... I was like, yes, please. Instead, I just got, you know, no friends and had a reading age that was a little bit too high. Don't worry, <laughs> yeah. it's balanced out now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel like I, I had the same thing where I was like, I read at really high level. Nah, it doesn't, nah, not anymore. Yeah, I, I had a reading age of 15 when I was like eight, yeah. and I still have a reading age of probably about 15. <laughs> it capped out early. Yeah. Yeah, the Rusted Root song as well is burnt into my emotions as like, 
this is a good happy song yeah you're gonna be happy yeah. right now if i ever need to be happy if i'm ever like i need something to lift me just that song just that send them away the uh, the other one that plays in this which yeah is... where she's doing a little boogie one she's managed yeah. to sort of hone yeah. her powers a bit the... yep. she was dancing to a different song in that bit in that scene yeah. The child. Yeah, the child was. She was uh, Mara Wilson. They had a different song on that they couldn't get copyright for. Oh, okay. Ah, right. Yeah, they had the. It's why she's like completely out of time and nothing matches. <laughs> I just assumed um, she was bad at dancing. Yeah, no, like it looks really deliberate. I watched. Oh, there's an interview with her, and she was like, "I'm not. I was actually on time." <laughs> uh, they just changed yeah. the song. I can imagine if I was a kid actor like that, I'd have been fuming at that <laughs> edit. I heard that um, during that scene, because she was a bit anxious about dancing on camera, as you would be, yeah. uh, Danny DeVito specifically made all of the crew behind the cameras dance with her. Yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito is the sweetest That's so much more being. wholesome than the nudist <laughs> cameraman. Uh, yeah. There's, um, so, like, obviously, we don't have to go through the plot or anything, but there's one no. specific sequence that I really want to talk about in this. Because I which child forgot, of sequence is it? Well, I forgot that there's an entire sequence which is basically like fucking Resident Evil, where where they're going through Miss Trunchbull's house and she's like oh, hunting yeah. them. It was genuine. oh yeah, Lunch. that goes on a lot longer than I thought. I didn't that I didn't really remember that bit. Also, Lissy dolls terrifying because all porcelain dolls are. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, one? like the. Uh, <laughs> Like the, the whole like sequence of them in her house and she's like going after them. I, I forgot. I don't it was know. Like that bit was always that burned. Thing. That was burned into my head because I always wanted to try and hide under a table like that. The way she puts all her her hands and her feet and like pushes yeah. against it and hides on the like right underneath the top of the table. So yeah, that she, when she, she looks pulls under... a Spider Man move. Yeah. <laughs> going back to the beginning, you know, Matilda um, experiencing her like bad home life, how she's yeah. being did. Yeah, um, she's she's not like they're they're not abusive in like she seems to have clothes and food and stuff, but they are so neglectful emotionally and they don't yeah. understand her and they resent her not being like them. Yeah. So please don't take this quote out of context, but child abuse aside, <laughs> there's a <laughs> yeah. There's um there's a bit where they mention like about having a kid purely to sign for packages, and mm-hmm. I I don't not get that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, them not wanting her to go to school so they still have someone to... Yeah, because... Um, and also because they about... couldn't remember how old she was. Yeah. I'd forgotten the whole thing about the, um, the the FBI kind of... I remembered it at the end. I remembered it was because he was a dodgy car salesman, but I could, I'd forgotten that it was because he was, like, buying stolen car parts, and that's why... Yeah, and turning yeah. back the odometers and stuff like that and gluing... But I love, I love her, her getting her own back on her, on her dad. Yeah, yeah. well, there's that moment, isn't it, where she realizes that, huh, adults can be punished. Well, it's because he says he's when people, people do yeah. something wrong, yeah, when people do something bad, they they should be punished. Yeah, yeah. instead of and, children. And it's like, oh, he made the mistake. Like, of oh, interesting. <laughs> and um, oh, what great pranks! The peroxide in the hair, and then the super glue in the hat. As someone who used to bleach their hair a lot, mm-hmm. you would smell it. It would also take a bit longer, I imagine. To yeah. go from, like, uh, peroxide, uh, isn't it just pure peroxide? Yeah, but that, that would take melts. a while. It would stink, but whatever his, maybe his snake oil that he was putting in his hair hummed a bit as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or he assumed that, you know, his wife was also peroxiding her hair that morning because Christ, oh, yeah. like she does that often enough. Yeah, I imagine yeah. their whole house. There's, a, there's a scene where she's just bleaching her hair. Yeah. And it's like she's got the powder in her hair and she's just mashing in the 
like normally you yeah. mix the powder and the peroxide together to make hair bleach and she's yeah. got the powder in her hair and is mixing the peroxide onto it i, I don't know enough about hair to be like that's bad but that it seems be- bad her hair doesn't look healthy no it's it <laughs> looks very much like a straw very wig crispy. Yeah. she has them um, tight curls because yeah. she chose looks while miss honey chose books yeah we should get like i don't like danny devito's character is terrible like awful human being she is like she isn't as bad in my head yeah like, she's she not seems... he's he's mean to her like when he rips up moby dick in front of her and um, yeah which is well, filth by the way like there as much as cool it is to be like oh this kid is reading all these books there are books that kids shouldn't be reading <laughs> that a like six-year-old shouldn't be reading and i think moby yeah. dick is one of them i don't know yeah. i can't remember anything that horrible actually don't they all die yeah well, yeah, yeah but that's the other thing I wanted to mention about this this film. I forgot how upfront they are about the whole murder suicide thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, basically she's like, oh, her, um, her dad killed himself. But like Miss Honey's talking about herself in the third person. She's like, yeah, this little girl's dad killed himself. Oh, she was like, died. And he's like, oh, how did he die? He took, like, he killed himself. And it's like, wow, that's yeah. blunt for a yeah. year one kid. And then later in the movie, they sort of both explicitly say to each other, I don't think he killed. Yeah, like they're really, you know, Mid- she's got to grips with it. Miss Trunchbull pretty much admits it as well. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, at the end it's like, yeah, making her think that he's haunting her. I do love the bit where the she's obviously trying to convince Miss Trunchbull that he's haunting her. Yeah. Um, and she has the, the painting like fly towards her yeah. to the yeah. fireplace, like to put <laughs> yeah. it back in its rightful place on the fireplace, which I did think was a shame because that painting of Trunchbull in her Olympian outfit is magnificent. It was also like I I get I understand why she was like. We don't oh, ironically no. have that in my house. Yeah, mm. I also understand why she was like, oh god, no, because I imagine having an oil painting, a huge oil painting <laughs> made of yourself, it's quite an expensive thing to do. Fun trivia fact: the painting of Magnus is a painting of a young old dog. Oh. oh, that's nice. That's cool. a nice touch. Again, that whole scene would have been different if it was Carrie. Hmm. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Trunchbull has a great line as well where she says, I hate kids. Glad I never was one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Fantastic. from Roald Dahl. That's like yeah. a lifted line, I'm sure of it. I, I think most of this film is, I think this is one of the best adaptations of anything. Yeah. And it is very different. It's yeah. very Americanized, which is fine because it's set in America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of the Americanized parts, I would absolutely watch Million Dollar Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> I would go a million dollar sticky. Yeah, I'd I love no to shame. go a million dollar sticky. But this this film just keeps the vibe. It keeps like the feeling of the original. Yeah, definitely. That that um, yeah. Oh, we not... need to talk about the choky. Yeah, that that was dramatic. Yeah. I at the start yeah. when I we first started watching this again, I thought we were having a an uh, unreliable narrator because mm. I thought you know how we have we have the the trunchable pigtails thing right at the start yeah. on her first day of school yeah. she swings that girl with the pigtails round and round and round and hammer throws her out nearly oh, into yeah. the point she's range. so cute and she just gets absolutely yeeted and almost impaled on the fence but then she yeah. glides down and lands in some in some flowers i thought okay is that just like the way the kids are talking about how awful these places are and like you know they're bigging up and then the same way we've had other films where they you know that like the what was that film we watched the sandlot you know, where they're talking yeah. about the dog and everything's exaggerated and kid sort of not really that reliable. But no, the chokey is fucking horrible. Yeah. And yeah, real. Like, like she gets locked yeah. in it. In Trunchbull's office where the chokey is, she has pictures of the kids at school, which she throws darts at. 
I mean, yeah. I've taught kids very briefly, and I can totally sympathise with that. <laughs> yeah, Trunchbull is a sympathetic character to a point. Hmm. Yeah, I'd um, never right. torture children, but no. I wouldn't mind throwing darts at their faces when they weren't looking. Wait, no, yeah. printouts. <laughs> no, no, we no, we heard you. She's also Wait. like borderline. I feel like the woman that played Miss Trunchbull. I've I don't know her name. I imagine because of the rant she goes on as like in character, I can't imagine she didn't swear a lot just out of like <laughs> there's so much like venom in what she's saying, so much anger. I can't imagine she didn't slip up and say little fucker once or twice. <laughs> Cause I would have because at one point she calls him a piss worm. Which, <laughs> yeah. And like not like in a quick like there's a pause and she goes a piss worm. I think that's a bit far to call kids. So um, we have yeah. we have to talk about the Bruce Bogtrotter scene. Yes, disgusting. Yeah. But it was oh, just God, that cake it, the good? entire scene is just seared in my brain. I remember every element of it. It was exactly as I remembered it. Because as a child, I remember watching that scene and being partially disgusted, partially. I would like to be that cake. Infused. I think it looks so moist. Yeah, I. It's I think, full of blood and sweat. I yeah. think that's what keeps this makes this film a really good adaptation. Is all of the like all of the design and like costume design and everything. It it's all very similar to the old like Roald Dahl illustrations. Mm. Yeah, like the cook yeah. that comes in and it, it's it's a Cookie. sort of like weird like grotesque hunched greasy looking person it's got the same like lanky awkward vibes that the the drawings have yeah the quentin blake illustrations that yeah because he, he did all the all the illustrations for the roll doll covers and like the books as well yeah like all of the character design have that feel to them but they're like realistic they're real yeah um but it doesn't try to like copy them exactly it gets the same feeling from them and yeah they're the like they're caricatures like... but they're not obtuse about it yeah, and it's the same with the cake. It's like this huge, like the cake is ridiculous. Yeah, disgusting oh, looking cake. Yeah, thick cake that's like ninety percent icing and frosting, and it kind of jiggles. <laughs> it's um, yeah. That I mean, I'm getting hungry thinking about it. Yeah. Like yeah, I could and then the cake right now. <laughs> so the the thing that the platter that it comes in on that's glass right yeah because she shatters it on his head because the whole time i was like that's a metal my brain was like that's a metal platter and then it shatters (laughs) how hard did she hit him (laughs) she killed that child uh, the actor who played bruce bogtrotter um he's a bit of a yeah, bit of a hunt yeah, now. He's kind he? of a he's kind of a bait now. Yeah, you know, he got to a, a healthy weight. He's grown a beard. I give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all these women married? Yeah, I like, I'd actually totally replaced that scene in my head. Not any of the like important stuff, but in my <laughs> head they so were amazing. learning. In my head they were learning to spell Mississippi. Yeah, that would have been I, yeah. a much more difficult. Similar. Mrs. M, Mrs. I, Mrs. S, S, I, Mrs. P, Mrs. I. Oh, that's it because no one knows how to spell Mrs. <laughs> double S, double P. What if it was Massachusetts? <laughs> I can't spell okay. Massachusetts. You no can one can spell okay. Massachusetts. Um, I enjoy Miss Trunchbull very confidently looking at a new a creature with legs and calling it a snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I did like her, how fallible she was when it was like, you know, she's this really scared, like really scary, horrible woman that's, you know, terrifying but then mm. she's scared of it she's like 
with the newt and really oh, like. Oh, I you know, hated when uh, she kicks the cat. And then yeah, the... she's scared she of the black launched, cat because she's so she superstitious. Launched that cat. Oh, <laughs> uh, she launched the yeah. cat. That's amazing. The uh, the newts that they had, they all had great names, but my favourite one was Sir Isaac. <laughs> was like the the newt actor. The, the balls final... on lavender putting the newt in the water though. Oh yeah, those kids are all amazing. <laughs> and that's another thing about this film, just in general, like the acting is great, considering most yeah. of the cast are children. Lavender's great, like her saying yeah. "Wow" at the start, wow. it's such a low husky growl as well. Yeah, the names are all great, by the way. Like she shows up and she's like, "I'm Matilda," and the two girls she talks to are called Lavender and Hortensia. What Dad. fantastic names! Rodolfo, all round. But yeah, the child acting's solid. Yeah, like they're really young and they do not, they should not be acting that well. Um, and for the light, for the longest time, I thought, I thought the woman that played Miss Honey was someone completely different, and I was what convinced. People confuse her with um, what's her name, the woman from American Horror Story. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. Yeah, they do look name. very similar, but like the age is completely wrong. Yeah, uh, I just need, I need to find her name. Can't remember her name. Light Lisa. Sarah Paulson. Yes. So I want everyone to know I found that I'd said that before I found it. <laughs> I always thought it was Sarah Paulson for like the longest time. Nope, someone completely different. I love yeah. Miss Honey. The the co- I just I, my brain's now on thousand percent. The the talking scenes between uh, Miss Honey and Matilda is so sweet and it's so quiet yeah. and it's so calm. I think it's a bit creepy though. I know that she Miss Honey immediately knows that like she wants to take this girl into her special. protection. And yeah. there's something special about her and that she's not appreciated at home. But, like, fucking hell, oh, you don't just invite really a six-year-old around for tea. Yeah, no, you don't uh, do I that. mean, I, I sort of took it to mean that there was a lot of arrested development on Miss Honey's part as well. Yeah. yeah. Having undergone so much trauma at such a young age and then been consistently abused even up until now. Yeah, being Miss- sort of thrown out of her own home and disinherited. Well, yeah. Miss Trunchbull broke her arm when she was, like, seven. So, yeah, yeah, that was that that scene where they're like, I can, I broke your arm, honey, I can do it again. Jenny, I can do it again. Do it again. And she says, I'm not a seven anymore. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. No, honey is ultimately the most traumatized yeah. of the. Yeah, I yeah. think Trunchbull deserves much worse than what happens to her, but they can't reshow really that in a again. So that's what if it was the sort of Karen. whimsical vibes and um, we, the magic if, powers and stuff. It's a very dark just, story. Yeah. If we could just put Carrie in that scene. Because they're the same film, it's just one went scary. If we just <laughs> replace it's Carrie with a more wholesome Carrie. ending. Yeah. Well, I guess Carrie, she's a victim of bullying. Religious abuse. As much as, well. as religion abuse at home. Like, she doesn't get that escape at school that Matilda yeah. has. She's got uh, nothing to save. <laughs> Matilda is Carrie, but with a nice teacher. Yeah. <laughs> if there'd uh, been the... one decent teacher um, at Carrie's school. But God damn, how much. the ending. Is it that easy to adopt a child? No. No, no. Maybe back then. I must admit, that is one of my favourite lines, though. Get in the car, Melinda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. One of, one of my favourite lines is just before that, where he's like, we've got to beat the speedboat salesman to the airport. <laughs> because obviously yeah. they keep uh, they keep telling her they're speedboat salesmen and not the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> I love so... them being just ignorant of them being FBI to the point where they invite them into the home and they're having yeah. snacks together. Yeah. The, that um, fi- that final scene. The one thing that I think is missing from that final scene is, and it felt like it was, and I remember it happening, and it didn't. I remembered her, the mum, being like genuinely sad that the daughter's not is getting adopted. 
like I wanted there to be like a moment where because the mum's Jed like the one that is like but you're my only daughter like she seems to care you sort of get that from her in in sort of as much of a capacity as I think she can where she's just like yeah I never really understood you this probably yeah. is the best thing I can do for you. Go ahead or something. Yeah, and I, like I the did... yeah, Danny DeVito narrator is like, and they did the first kind thing. Yeah, I just ever done for that moment to be a bit deeper because it is just like she's like, but you're my only daughter. How sad. Anyway, give me the paper. I'm sad that she already had the adoption papers drawn up from when she could print. Yeah, with... when she could Xerox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she's I, I just feel had like... them on hand waiting for this moment. How sad. I feel like it might yeah. have been, a, maybe it was going to be a lengthier scene and then they had to cut it, or it was. Maybe. It wasn't it... entertaining enough, you know. Oh, it, Miss it, Honey it's... and the. Now we're going go to travel to the, um, the court and we're going to get this all hashed out. No, but just like to have her say, like, just to have her be, but you're my only daughter. Are you sure you want this? I do love you. Like, it could have just been quick, but like just a little bit deeper and there could have been like actual emotional payoff yeah but i think you know her mum never did love her she wanted to i think at the start but she never actually did and then it was easier to not yeah she she loved the idea of having a daughter not the she wanted a mini me yeah yeah and i think that that could have been paid off in that scene in like one or two sentences and yeah. it wasn't. And I think that that's what... And then, like, but the actual ending is brilliant, and I cried. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that the ending the is end. bad. As soon as it was like... And they and she didn't beg me in the power anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm gone. I'm crying. <laughs> I just feel like there could have been a bit more of, like, a emotional payout between the mum and Matilda. There is still some, but, yeah, it could have, it could have been more. Yeah. I, mean, I feel never... like the way she the way she does say, like, I never understood you. Yeah, I never really saw the mum being an overly emotional person. No, so but I, I think I feel like there could have been a nice payout for it, a nice like moment. Even if it was just like I don't, I didn't notice that you were this upset, like that. Just something to be like there is a bit of vindication for Matilda to be like, oh, my parents do actually care. Like they did care, and they care enough to let me go. And I, I feel like there could have been that moment of like they care enough to understand that this is the best thing for her when they leave i, I mean in we... the in the books they don't care at all really yeah but they're, that's they're going to spain thing. so it's it's not just yeah they're yeah. probably like fleeing the country um, that's like a difference between that and the film i feel like the film needs the moment felt like it was floating for a big emotional payout and then it just didn't happen. I think the me. emotional payout is the risk that they could have, those parents could have easily said no, get in the car. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I love it. And like, can you imagine the end of Matilda, step, which really. is her like face pressed against the window crying as they drive away to the airport and Miss Honey's there like waving well, at her. No, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. But I think you could do both of having the emotional payout between the family and the happiness of Matilda with Miss Honey. I don't know. It's just like it was like the one problem, which is literally like the only problem I have with this film. From like, a, I just wish there could have been like a bit more of an emotional push at the end. I feel like you just want more from the parents. Not the, even the parents, what? just the mom. Yeah, I think it's it, just because they're they're such great characters. Like, even if they are shitty parents, like they're just such good characters that you you want. Oh yeah, they're very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Um... A little bit more depth. Not not depth, but just development from them. You kind yeah. of want them to have an arc because they're such great characters, but ultimately part of their character is that they're not going to do that. Yeah, I, I think that's fine for Danny DeVito's character. I just think the mum was the potential of she could have had a really good hit there. 
Yeah. But oh well, didn't happen. It is a great film. <laughs> great yeah. ending. And then they're hula hooping and so <laughs> learning to roller skate together. Like it's not just and it's like and they both got what they really oh, wanted, yeah. a loving family. Yeah. <laughs> And Matilda never had to use her powers again. Well, she did sometimes. Except for laziness when she wanted yeah. to like get someone out of the yeah. fridge or something. Yeah, I mean, fair yeah. enough. Conveniently yeah. sliding over a book. Yeah. I mean, if if I mean, she could have used them to kill everyone. Like <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> I think Carrie and Matilda would be friends. I feel like Matilda would be nice to Carrie. For them. she'd be the only person on the planet. So yeah. Matilda and Carrie exist in the same universe, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Stephen King wrote Carrie as like a horror version of Matilda. I'm sure yeah. you've heard that somewhere. But they're set in the same universe, right? We can all agree that they. Yeah, they because exist. the school has to. Remember, it says at the end that the school has to have an upper class because yeah. they no one wants to leave. I'm not saying Carrie happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> Matilda <laughs> is Carrie. I'm just saying it'd be nice to see them cross paths. I don't know. I guess Matilda wouldn't die to Carrie. Matilda's quite powerful. Matilda's psychic powers are quite powerful, right? Yeah, yeah, because I, I... It, it, it's hard to say because she's like, obviously she can move stuff she can see, but then it's like she can move stuff she can't see as well. Like she lets all those um, shot puts roll down the stairs and it's like, how did she see them? Maybe it's yeah. because she's seen them before she can do it. I'm <laughs> yeah. not too sure. I think what this movie needed was a certain man in a wheelchair to come along and be like, hello, we can come to our my, my school. The most for... powerful. <laughs> We've got this other girl. She slaughtered an entire... <laughs> Um, at a pr- entire school but at I a made prom her forget that because they bored her brain. One thing I did, I mean, you can't, Carrie you can't is show also her dead, so you can't show her pork. <laughs> Please never show her any kind of pig or she will relapse. I had forgotten that the reason that Miss Trunchable has it out for Matilda is because her dad so- sells her a shit car. Yes, yeah. I mean, she hates yeah, yeah, kids so anyway, she hates kids anyway, but that, she like immediately it. like hones in, yeah. and it is. I mean, just the injustice of it all sort of really supposed to be like, you know, when you're a kid and you feel like, you know, things are really unfair. And a lot of the time it's just because you don't understand that, you know, you aren't actually able to have ice cream for dinner every night and that kind of, those kind of injustices. But this one is so, yeah, unfair in him. But because she's been so abused, Matilda doesn't even seem to like notice. She sort of accepts that Miss Trunchbull hates her and it's like, well... She does, she's like, I'm nothing like Just another, just another adult that hates me. Yeah, Miss Sunny was really her first experience with a, a an adult who treated her well, except maybe the librarian at yeah. the library. Librarian that really yeah. should have called CPS. Yeah. Yeah. Other than going, you should get a library card. <laughs> a child that comes here every day and has been coming four, here every day for isn't years. she? Yeah. And she goes to you the should, library. You should get a library card. Then you can take the books home. I'll allow you to read all the adult books now you're finished with the children. <laughs> Please read all these books. I and have what? this great one by a man called Stephen King for you. <laughs> it's called It. So... Oh, God, that is definitely not one you'd want to read as a child. <laughs> Who is paying for the destruction of the book Moby Dick? She probably just got a black mark on her library card, but at that point she's at school, so oh no, she's not. Like maybe the li- librarian understood, or maybe she yeah. just stuck the pages back together and hoped that no one else was going to read Moby Dick. I mean, what are they going to do? She might eviscerate them all with her psychic power. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got really obsessed with like, what would have this been like if it had Carrie in it? I'm thinking that Trunchbull shouting at her, and then her brain starts to leak out of her nose. 
Yeah. <laughs> that the scene at the end that's like cheery. Oh, what if a child flies and all that stuff? But it's Carrie, and it's just it'd be. You should be like, I know that you on. murdered Magnus, and now the same's gonna happen to you. Yeah. Yeah, but the kids like try and stop her, and she kills all of them. Instead yep. of the kids throwing like food and water balloons and toilet paper, she's just like levitating knives and like. <laughs> stabbing yeah. It's just like a electrical wire breaks and <laughs> zap. It's yeah, it was a wild thing to be thinking about watching Matilda. Quick question for the gang. Mm-hmm. Did any of you guys ever watch Rosemary in Time? No. TV show? No. no. It was a drama mystery crime thing about Ooh. Rosemary Boxer and Laura Time. They're professional gardeners, but they always solve murders. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> anyway, it's play they... that's the other thing that um uh, they... thing you did, Miss Trunchbull. Oh, she was okay. also in the third Harry Potter film. Yes. Are she was the aunt, wasn't based? she? Yeah. Are they garden-based murders? Uh, I think they do find like a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot in of the bodies garden. in gardens, she and like you know, fell on her own shears. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's them. Is it ever them that killed these people? I don't Makes honestly sense. remember it very well, but I watched it a lot. It was one of those like ITV things that was just always on TV. Did they... we used to place bets on who, like that, and Midsummer Murders? We'd always be betting on who did it. That's bleak. <laughs> bleak. It's a bit bleak. Did they start the gardening company because of their names? Or did they change their names once they started a gardening company? You know, um, watch yeah, and find out. No. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give Matilda out of ten? I'd give Matilda her freedom from her family. No. <laughs> um, ten piss worms out of ten. <laughs> Love I would, it. I would give Matilda ten slices of chocolate cake out of ten. An entire cake. Yeah. I, I'd give it ten little red ribbons. Or ten of those delicious looking chocolates. Yeah. They were good looking chocolates, weren't That's they? too good for children. <laughs> Say that like a witch. <laughs> well, so did she. Children, yeah. That's true. That's fair. I- I'd give it ten Resident Evil house chases out of ten. Ten quick time events. <laughs> to get all- tell you, I felt just as tense as I did as a kid watching that scene. The way Miss Trunchbull jumps from the landing... <laughs> And, like, runs. It's so she runs like a Terminator. Yeah, she doesn't. She looks robotic. It's yeah. and she's just all. She's so stout. Yeah, there's so much force behind her run. But she goes. Ugh. She's she's so animalistic in that scene, and it's all like there's heavy breathing, and she's sweaty and gross, and like oh, her eyes like be like her beady eyes sort of whipping around the room when she hears things and. And out, outside when she's just screaming and swinging the ball around. Oh, I mean, to be a... fair, at that point, she doesn't know who is in her house. No, no, no. To be fair, she... I mean, she acted like an animal, but someone had broken into her house. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd be very scared, but if I was a big, tough <laughs> javelin thrower, maybe I'd be more angry than scared. She was fully ready to oh, kill. Javelin. That's, that's what would have happened if this was Carrie. She'd have javelins to stab her into the wall and that's then true. just like have shot puts hitting her in the face until she had no yeah. face left. Yeah. yeah. She was ready to kill, though. Miss yeah. Trunchbull was ready to murder whoever was in her house. Again. If Matilda yeah. didn't have magic powers, they might have both died and then you've just got like Trunchbull. She doesn't use her. her hands. I don't think she uses her powers in that scene. Yeah, she, she hasn't really got them yet. Chase. When, yeah. when she goes back for Lissy Doll, she... Yeah, yeah. yeah, at that uh, point she's only fine. been able to knock over the glass of water. She's not been able to like do yeah, anything else yet. That's all Miss Honey. <laughs> Well, okay, um, like, hang on. But yeah. why does why does she use those stairs as like a, a storage place? Why is it so full of pots and pans? Because she doesn't care about the house because it's not 
hers and she's a yeah. vile person. You don't store your pots and pans on the stairs. <laughs> have you have you ever been in a house that big and that like weirdly designed? Like every like those stairs been... weren't in use, the back door wasn't in use. Yeah. Like... There's a lot of houses like that that are just like they're built like a maze. Like if you go upstairs one way, walk well, around. Well, it would be it. sort of so that you didn't have to see the mystery mansion. Yeah. But yeah, I've been in houses like that where it's like if you go up one set of stairs, you can go up three and down two and you'll be back in the living room. Yeah, hmm. I'm now uh, having some really weird visions of this house that I'm pretty sure I've been in, but it might have been a dream. Yeah. Hmm. I was like house sitting um, in a big house like that. Dog sitting because they had two dogs. They had a three-legged greyhound that like had a you had to put a blanket on it or else it wouldn't go to sleep. Oh. Not in like a horrible way. Like it'd lie down and look at you and it'd wait for the blanket to be put on it. It was the sweetest thing. But no, that house was like that, where you'd go up a set of stairs, go through two doors, go down a set of stairs, go up a set of stairs, go back down, and you'd be back where you started. So yeah, no, I completely... And I like most of the stairs weren't in use. They were just yeah. like there. So that makes sense. Why she was willing to just charge through it. Um, <laughs> and the way she broke the chain with just like a yank. Yeah, to get out of the coal cellar kind of basement-y bit. Yeah, wild. She's so strong. So what we're saying is that bit was terrifying. That bit was really scary. <laughs> it was scary. Yeah. yeah. This film's a PG, but... It's... Still no match for Carrie. Hmm. No. <laughs> Still no match. Miss Trunchbull wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> She'd be popped like a grape. And with that, I have been Dan. <laughs> I have been Michael. I've been Helena. And I've been Poppy. You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Hilton Pod. That's at H-I-L-T-M Pod. We're on Discord as well. Suggest some movies to us. Like, we've got a big list of ones that we're nostalgic for, but suggest some that you watched as a kid and it might unlock some memories for us as well. Yeah. Um, and how, how good of... Let us know how good of friends Matilda and Carrie would have been. Yes. How how would uh, Carrie have killed Miss Trunchbull? I reckon shoved her in the chokey, but because she's so fat, like... She spills out of the chokey, then she slams the door, and it actually pierces her. Oh, like uh, like in the first season of Daredevil, where Kingpin kills someone by repeatedly closing a door on their head. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I guess like that. Yeah, cool. Similar okay. builds, Trunchbull yeah. and uh. And Kingpin, yeah. Kingpin. Uh, now we're done. Yeah, let's end it there. <laughs>